To understand climate justice, we need to understand climate injustice. Who causes climate change and who's hurt by it? Let's first look at who's responsible for putting carbon dioxide into the atmosphere and heating the planet. Imagine this grain of rice is one ton of carbon dioxide. Each year, the average person in Nigeria adds less than one grain into the atmosphere. The average person in India, two grains. In China, seven grains. In Germany, 10 grains. In the US, 17 grains. In one year, the average American pollutes 20 times more than the average Nigerian. But the problem with carbon is that it stays trapped in the atmosphere for centuries. So it's not just about how much we add each year. It's about how much has piled up over time. Since 1850, that adds up to about 1,500 gigatons. Okay, so we wanted to pull loads of these rice bags on the table to show you how big that really is, but after doing the math, we realized we need 3 million of them. Historical emissions matter today because countries are arguing about how soon they have to cut their net emissions down to zero. Big polluters like China, India, and Brazil look a lot less guilty when you consider they've only recently become part of the problem. Their tendency is to quote the annual emissions, but that doesn't tell us anything about, you know, why, are, why we are in the current mess. In 2020, researchers calculated how far each country is responsible for pushing CO2 levels beyond a safe threshold that we crossed in 1990. The study takes into account how many people live in a country, how much they emitted throughout history, and includes emissions that cross borders through traded goods. The research shows that rich countries have outspent their carbon budgets. By a lot. The global north has emitted 92% of the CO2 that pushed the planet beyond safe levels. Asia, Africa, the Middle East and Latin America have emitted just 8%. Even a massive emitter like China is only just using up its carbon budget now. But if you live in a country that runs on fossil fuels, this doesn't mean climate change is your fault personally. But some of your choices do still make a difference. Because it's not just about where you live, but also how much you spend. The world's richest 1% emits twice as much as the poorest 50%. And those elites live all over the world. Unequal emissions are one big reason why climate activists are shouting about justice. Everyone already is, um, is affected by the climate crisis just on a very different scale. But if we look at the people ruling Germany and sitting at these decision tables for the past decades, they have not faced their responsibility. They are destroying our environment. I think they need to act now, not later. But hold up. CO2 heats the planet by the same amount whether it comes from Germany or Kenya. The climate doesn't care about geography. Well, geography cares about the climate. The second part of climate injustice is that even though poorer countries have done the least to change the climate, they're the ones getting hurt the most. Take heat waves and drought. Heat waves are becoming most unbearable across Africa, where droughts are even more punishing for crops. Then there's storms. Warmer air means that hurricanes and typhoons carry more energy and unleash more rain and stronger winds across the tropics. And by 2050, sea levels will have risen so high that floods which used to hit once a century will strike many coastal cities every single year. The inequalities of climate change come together hardest in a country like India. 
Even though its people have barely contributed to global warming, they're among the most vulnerable. India's coastal cities are facing unprecedented floods while its rivers dry up, leaving farmers struggling to grow staples like rice and wheat. India is one of the most inequitable countries in the world. And uh, we, what we can see is that even if you take a city like Mumbai, when floods happen in the city, it's the poor that are the most impacted. This is Payal Parekh, a climate scientist who campaigns full-time for climate justice. Having grown up in a country like India, um, I, I grew up with inequality all around me. Uh, and this is essentially what it comes down to. The world is very unequal, um, and it's playing out in terms of uh, climate change as well. But that inequality is found within rich countries too. Black and brown people in countries like the US or the UK are typically poorer than white people. And that means they have less money to spend on air conditioning to adapt to heat waves or flood insurance to rebuild after storms. So how can we make it fairer? Well, polluting countries can first turn off the CO2 tile and start removing their pollution from the atmosphere. Then they could pay reparations for using up more than their fair share of emissions. Some countries and companies are already doing something similar by paying poor countries to not chop down forests and instead plant trees. But instead of using that saved carbon to atone for their climate debts, they're using it as an excuse to keep on emitting. So climate reparations have to be part of that discussion and climate debt in particular is where we think about who is you know we kind of uh divide up who is responsible for the kinds of um ecological changes and and, and um climate changes we, we're seeing in, in societies but also the kinds of climate induced disasters that countries are facing reparations might sound radical but rich countries already agreed to pay poorer ones to adapt to climate change Imagine each of these pieces, one billion US dollars. Rich countries promised a hundred of them each year in climate finance by 2020. But it's 2021 and they haven't coughed up. In 2018, they gave 80 billion, but most of it was loans, not grants. UK-based charity Oxfam found that the real aid was actually closer to 20 billion. Yearly, we have not been meeting the kinds of targets um, that even Global North um, countries have set themselves. That finance mechanism is not meant to actually solve the problem. Another approach takes climate justice more literally, holding polluters to account in court. After deadly wildfires tore through Portugal in 2017, six young activists took 33 industrial countries to the European Court of Human Rights for failing to cut their emissions quickly. They argue that the countries are discriminating against young people who'll have to live with the consequences of climate change. The verdict is still pending. In Germany and the Netherlands, high court judges have ordered their governments to up their ambitions on cutting emissions. Activists also won a case against Royal Dutch Shell, forcing the company to pay for oil pollution, and are now demanding climate-friendly investments too. So the, the basic legal argument for uh, assigning responsibility is your contribution to the problem. So how much do you emit? How much do you contribute to climate change, greenhouse gas emissions? And what is the possibility uh, for contributing to the solution? The defendants argue that national courts don't have the right to rule on the climate because emissions and their impacts are global. 
but a new generation of activists are fighting for them to take exactly that responsibility and give them climate justice.